welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear stories of someone brave enough to bear it all. Let's get naked. Welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Today is a coaching episode, which is really fun, and I have Mara Marquesi. Did I do it right? Yes, that's right. I didn't even ask you from the last time. That's all right. Your website is theintuitionqueen.com. We've interviewed you. I've interviewed you before. Um, it's six o'clock in the morning my time, so I'm stuttering a little bit. Uh, and so that link will be in the description. We know what your struggle was and how you worked through that and built the Intuition Queen. You offer a free clarity session, so we're kind of doing something based on that. But the paperwork you sent me was really detailed, which I appreciate. So. Jump in and tell us about the Intuition Queen, and um, then you take over. Well, thank you, Jen, for having me again. <laughs> um, well, yeah, um, so I basically help empower women to trust their intuition and set their creativity free and manifest their vision. So um, with what I do, I'm very intuitive, and I have a variety of uh, ways to help women could go from uh, signing up for a coaching program, which lasts for a month. And normally that is if you want to create a big change in your life and you need like, the, the proper guidance because uh, there are a lot of things that you need to release and fears and, uh, and you also need like maybe a plan and figuring out exactly who you are and what you want. And then there are just like one-off sessions, which are very, intuitive so i do color therapy and i can do a color therapy session i can do a coaching session that is just intuitive about whatever is going on in your life i do card reading um you just have to message me and tell me what you need and we can figure it out and my discovery session uh, clarity session is about really just uh, having a chat with you understanding what is it that you it's going on in your life what is it that you want to work on and how i can help you and if we match if i you like my personality if you like if you would like to work with me and the same goes for me because i don't work with people where i don't feel there is a a match because uh working a lot with energy that is very important and so yeah your session is actually a step forward because I don't normally send the questionnaire straight away. I just do a session based on what the person tells me, but I thought, why not? So you can see it's a little bit deeper and uh, we can talk a little bit more in detail. I think it's fun when I do these coaching sessions. I never know what to expect. I often send whatever information is asked of me and then we just jump on. And I love that you took the clarity session and you're like increasing it. That's, that's phenomenal. And I loved the color therapy stuff. When we had our first interview, that was, that was so, and I, you know, it's interesting what resonates. I love card readings. I love intuition. I love being told something that I've never thought of before in a different way. So yeah, your paperwork was pretty in-depth. So if you do a clarity session with Mara and then you move forward, she's not messing around. <laughs> and, and we talked a little bit before, like I didn't mess around either. If you're asking me, I'm going to really give you that information because if you're signing up for coaching in any aspect, you want, you want to get a lot out of it, as much as you can out of it. So this is exciting. Yeah. Okay. So jump. Let's go. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, uh, you have been super detailed. Um, I have, okay. So I know I asked you, but I also like to hear it from you because I know it's very different when you're reading, writing and when you're saying, so I know this is for the podcast, uh, and, uh, there is a, 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 another reason for but why would you want to work with a coach? What do you need? What do you feel you need help with? Sometimes I think I am my own worst enemy. Like I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what, I know that I'm having a struggle, but I don't know why I'm having a struggle or what to do about it. So I see a coach or someone who's empathic or intuitive as like the guide and the facilitator. So I've gotten energy work done and she said, you know, I'm not doing anything. 
you're doing the work, I'm just facilitating, but without someone to facilitate, I'm not going to do the work, either because I don't know how or I don't understand the block, I don't see it or feel it in the same way someone on the outside does. So working with a coach for me is kind of like it's your job to open my eyes to what's going on or connect things that I don't see as connected. Mm, okay, that's really interesting. Okay, which it's it's really interesting because um, you mentioned a couple of times. Oh, when when I ask you if you because obviously I always ask, um, what is your connection to your intuition? Do you have a connection with your intuition? You said no. Well, yes, I have a lot, but I don't know what to do with. Uh, so do you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Like, what does that mean? You don't know what to do with the messages. How do the messages come to you? I think I instantly feel a gut reaction. Like if you said, Jen, do you want to do a coaching call? Instantly, I'd, in my gut, I feel like, uh-uh. Or, uh-huh. Like instantly. And then I decide to overthink it. Mm. One of the ways I overthink, the word that I know gets me in trouble is how yeah, I'd like to work with you, but I don't know how. That could be financial. That could be, um, re I don't know how to reach out to you. I don't know how it would look. I don't, I know if I ask the question how I'm in my head and it's a hamster wheel and I'm, I'm not going to get any answers. And so I sometimes ignore it and I sometimes don't get that really strong gut react. I, a lot of times I do. And I've been better at learning how to just listen. If somebody says something to me, like, do you want to be part of this school program? And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm out, man. I am not the mom that does PTA. And like, I have to just follow that because the times that I don't, I'm miserable. Yeah. Um, but other times I really don't get it or I don't see my limiting beliefs. Like I don't know. Yeah, I know what I want to do. And I'm not asking how, but I still, I don't, it's easier for me to see a path for someone else than it is for myself. And that's normal for everybody. <laughs> okay. A content, you know, I can, I can write your website content. We can have a conversation. I can write it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's just what I wanted to say. But you told me to write my own and it's going to be terrible. So it's the same sort of thing. Doing things for yourself, really difficult. I get stuck and don't realize I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. yeah and i see that you mentioned um what really surprised me or actually caught my attention is how you responded to the question why you have decided to enroll in coaching right now you went very deep onto your past situation and how you felt you explained the whole thing and that surprised me. And when you started talking about um, the fact that you feel the need to be small. Yeah. And uh, I feel like from what you told me based on your questionnaire, I feel like there is still a story of the you in the past. You're still carrying on in the future. Okay. And so... It feels like this story keeps coming back every time you feel your intuition it comes back to say, no girl, don't you remember what happened last time? Uh-huh. That's very possible. And what's frustrating about that is that I want to do, I want to move forward and do what I want. And I don't know what that story is. It's replaying. The being small, where I noticed that I did that was I have 18 kids. That's huge. Like who the, who the hell has 18 kids, right? So being a parent is like being an author. I have one book. I have a friend who has 17 books. We're both authors. So if you have kids, you're a parent. I'm not competing with you. I'm saying that I have 18 kids and I'm coaching because I've had over 28 years and 18 kids of experience. That makes me an expert. The feedback I get a lot when I say, yeah, I'm mom of 18 is like, oh, I only have one or I only have two. And I don't want people to feel like somehow I'm unreachable or untouchable. So I make myself small. I'm right back in the trenches with them. But I'm okay. But why do you feel you need to like when I, I, I don't have kids, but if I had to be like, oh, I only have one because 18, it's quite a big number. So it's not common. And so I would, I, I would probably be the one saying, 
I don't, I only have one or I only have two as a way to be like, you have a lot. I only have this small number. Um, so I'm just curious to understand what happens to you in terms of feeling and in terms of what's going on in your body when those kind of situations happen and you feel the need to actually play down. Um, I feel bad because I've been the single mom and I've struggled and I've been through divorce and I've blended families. And like, I get this mom wherever she's at. I, I get her. And I don't want that mom to feel like my large number makes me unreachable or, um, like she's not like I'm in some different class because I have more kids or I'm on some sort of pedestal. Yeah. It makes me an expert, but like, I get you, I get this person and people feel, uh, once I have a conversation, it's fine, but I want to be able to not have to have that conversation for people to feel like I'm just a mom like you. I totally get where you're at. I just took my situation experience and, um, created a program for them. I don't know. I feel sad that they think that they feel that I am um, like they can't even talk to me because I'm so out of their league or something. Um, but is this something that they tell you or is this something that you believe they think? It's something I believe they think. Okay. And so why I have two questions. Why does it matter if a mother thinks you are too much out of reach? And why do you think this is, why is this the first thought that you have when you meet someone else? I think it's just the tone that they have when they say it. Um, when they're like, oh God, I only have two. I just can't even imagine, you know. Um, it's the tone that makes me think they feel like, it, it puts it into a competitive, like I can't even imagine. So in my mind, I, I'm like, well, it's the good thing is parenting's not a competition. Like we're all here to help each other. I just have more experience. I've had more opportunities to fail and figure things out. That's it. Um, so that's me projecting it. Um, and I don't want to be unreachable because I don't feel like I can coach well if they can't relate to me. Or they feel like I can't relate to them even more. So. Okay. But you said this is what you think they think. It's not what they think you are. So right. I'm, I'm just really curious to understand. When did you have this other, this situation of having the need to be, to become small? Because it feels to me that you're still carrying on old situations where you had to for survival, you have to play it small because otherwise things will happen. Oh, um, my whole life growing up. I mean, we, you know, that's what I wrote my book on um, was the dysfunction growing up. So when you're in a situation where you're being molested or you're listening to your mom, get the hell beat out of her and thinking that she's dead and having a suitcase, a, a backpack underneath your bed so you can escape with your little sister. I mean, my life for a long time was survival and I know that. And then it's been financial survival. You know, you go to college and you get out on your own. Like that's normal for most people. You figure it out. You feel like you're in survival. Um, I've been a single mom um, and that was a different type of survival. Uh, so I'm good in survival. <laughs> Like I'm very familiar, it's really comfortable. It's not necessarily the place I want to live, but I am super good at survival, figuring things out, whether it's how to fix the toilet that's broken or, you know, I've just got, my best friend calls me scrappy. Like I just figure out stuff. I figure out how to do things. And survival is very, very familiar and comfortable to me. Um, and I think that's why I don't have as much financial success because when that starts to happen, I'll, and I don't, I'm not a person who blows money on things that I don't need, but I'll empty my bank account and it can be lost. So I maintain that survival. Yeah. No, it's interesting that you say that survival is com comfortable because normally 
this is not exactly what people say like survival it's, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable because you're always struggling to get to a point where you can be safe and it feels like you have found your own way it's kind of I have this feeling from you where I feel that you know, you know exactly how powerful you can be, mm-hmm. but there is still this fear behind it. And uh, it feels to me that you, because you now know, it's kind of like you found a place where nothing really bad happens and nothing really good happens. So it's kind of like you found a balance in between because nothing can go so bad. Uh, and even if it starts to go that way, you know what to do because you've learned your way. But at the same time, like this fear of becoming successful in some kind of way is keeping you from really becoming because I, feel, I, I do feel from what you said and what you wrote to me, you know exactly how powerful you can become. But because this situation has put you in trouble before you want to stay in the middle because the middle is where nothing really happens right so it's okay like you can still as you said survive and it's comfortable because nothing really bad happens and nothing really good that can turn into bad happens right and it's constant and survival's not comfortable because i love how it feels it's comfortable because i've had so many years of experience and i'm good at figuring it out and it also i think interestingly while i was listening to you i feel like there's action in survival because i constantly have to do things to um to not fail to keep myself surviving. But if I'm in that comfortable thing, I'm not doing as much. It doesn't feel as productive as survival does. You know, even, it, and it sounds so crazy even to say it, but when I'm packing that backpack as a little kid and putting it under my bed, I'm being productive about the situation. I have something that I can do if things get worse. But when it's comfortable and I'm happy and I don't need the backpack, I kind of don't know what to do with myself. That's right. So, and that's where we go back to your response about how tuned in you are in your intuition and you said that you get the message and you don't know what to do yeah it's because you are so uh, used to be on the run Mm -hmm. on whatever situation that as you said if you stop and you have nothing to do you feel lost because you're not used to that and you're probably afraid because it means something it's either about to happen and you don't know if that's good or bad so you might just start doing something and kind of preparing for something to happen. And therefore, when you're in that space, um, you cannot trust, you cannot feel your intuition, you cannot trust your messages. And so that's why you don't know what to do because you don't give yourself the credit and the time to really stay within yourself and uh, stop and listen because your colors like i did your color um graph uh, with your date of birth and you are very intuitive and it comes across for a couple from a couple of things you said in your responses but also from the colors of your chart and and it feels like there is this inner knowing you know what you can be doing but you're still too scared so For me, the main point for you and what I would work with you on is to really change the story that you keep on having and really also reframing how you talk about survival because feeling comfortable in your survival is just going to keep you stuck there. Right. There is a lot of uh, reframing that I feel you need to do in terms of like rewriting your story, the story that you're telling yourself because I know it's it's really difficult and I've I've, uh, I've experienced this many times where you know you've known you've you've gone through the same issue over and over and over and the, the result is always the same and uh, all of a sudden you start to change slowly something starts to change and then that story is still is still there and that story is still the one that keeps you stuck until you realize what is the story that you're telling yourself. And then once you see it clearly, then you can also see what to do. 
Okay. So you said something interesting. You said that I stay comfortable in that comfortable place, but I don't know what's coming. I had a therapist once when I was 20, 21, who said, don't be afraid of the silence. You need to, because in, in my home growing up, when things were, when they weren't yelling, when things were quiet, you didn't know what, to, what was coming waiting. Right. And yeah. so it was interesting at that point in time, if people weren't talking, so in my relationship, if we weren't communicating and talking, I was terrified of something bad coming. And I did, I did. So now I mean, super quiet. That was a great lesson, but I'm still doing it emotionally. You're saying, yeah. because, and I'm like, oh shit. I mean, I did that <laughs> 30 years ago, almost 28 years ago when he said, and I was like, oh, interesting. I'm so afraid of something bad happening that if, I, if, if I'm with someone and we're just being like driving in the car, being quiet, I'm terrified. I'm terrified there's going to be an argument. So I learned in conversation to not be afraid of the silence, but I didn't realize till you said that, that I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a defense mechanism. You, that's what you learned and that's what keeps you going. But you got to a point where this is actually keeping you stuck because there is nothing bad about, about to happen. And so you don't need this mechanism to help you anymore. It's yeah. only, it's only helping you to not go forward. And so uh, there's no point for you to keep it there. Well, that's frustrating, but great because I didn't realize that I was doing the same thing in a different way. So when I'm comfortable and I'm afraid, it's easier for me to go back to survival, which is my default, than it is to go the other direction, which is unknown. Yeah. Well, okay. So, well, I think there are a, a couple of things. That you, do you meditate? If it's guided meditation, yes. And I probably do it once a week. Okay. Well, probably that's what you should be doing a little bit more and just like learn to be with yourself. Do you journal? Yeah. Okay. And what happens when you journal? Um, I realized through journaling that I am super, super grateful, really grateful of the things that are not in survival mode, I guess. The things that I'm not struggling with. Um, it's part of how I designed my course because I realized that there's, there's something about the number three for me. I do things in threes and I don't know what that means. I know there's science behind it. I know there's probably energy behind the number three, but I tend to do things in threes for like, literally I can count back 30 years where I, so I'll write down three things that I'm grateful for. Or I'll ask my kids, tell me three good things that happened to them today. So innately, I do something with the number three. So I noticed that through journaling. And I noticed that for the most part, I ignore the things that are bothering me or that are negatives. I don't like that space, but I also don't deal with them because I'm never, I'm, I stay very, very focused on what I'm grateful for. Okay. So what do you think if we do a meditation? Um, and we'll see what happens. Yep. Okay. All right. So close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And since you do things in three, take two more. Okay, and I wanted to imagine that you are somewhere outside in nature where you feel comfortable, you feel the sun, you feel warm, you feel at ease and relaxed. And I want you to start walking and um, I want you to go towards a bush that is right in front of you. So you see this bush and it's very green and it's very beautiful. And all of a sudden, there are a lot of butterflies coming out. 
and there are different kind of butterflies and they start to fly all, all around you. And then they go away, but there is one that keeps flying around you. And I want you to remember what color is that butterfly. And now you start to fly to follow the, that butterfly. So you keep walking and you keep walking. And this butterfly goes through a gate. And it takes you in a maze. And you just keep uh, following her. She flies around, takes you around the maze until you get to a point where there is a beautiful white fountain and the butterfly starts to fly around the, the fountain and then stops right next to you and i want you to start talking to the butterfly and I want you to ask the butterfly to tell you how can you reframe your story? Keep breathing. And I want you to start asking her questions on how to help you to get unstuck. And I'm going to give you five minutes to have your own conversation with this butterfly. And I'm gonna be silent for five minutes. And you can ask as many questions as you want or you can just listen to what she has to say. And I will come back to you in five minutes.
Okay, if the butter, if you're still talking to the butterfly, let her finish. And now she's gonna take you back, close your eyes. <laughs> she's gonna take you back. Just thank your butterfly and now you can come back. Okay. How did that go? It was very interesting. Um, it went well. Yeah. Okay. What but, did she say? Well, she said, um, I still have to learn to not be afraid of the silence in a different way, but I need the part of me that is protective that did a really, really, really good job to unpack the bag and be given a different job. Um, Cause I always think about removing that, removing that, getting rid of that part of me that is on survival mode. So that's interesting because I wouldn't have thought, so it was kind of like, um, so, in my mind, I sat on my bed where I had my bag when I was a little kid and I had the bag packed underneath the bed. And I sat there and said, okay, you need to get the backpack and unpack it and put all the clothes away. And um, we don't need that anymore, but I have a new job. And it was kind of like hiring a VA. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, these are all of the things that I need you to do now instead of what you were doing before. Um, and that I actually fought that just a little bit at first because I thought, well, why can't I just get rid of this? Like, thank you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. but, and this was a very powerful part of me. So I did resist it in the beginning. I was like, well, I mean, do I need to keep that? <laughs> well, yeah, you're just reassigning. So, um, yeah, I must argue. The butterflies like stop arguing. <laughs> Um, not, that's not how it was, but it was kind of like, no, you're just going to repurpose this, um, this part of me that works really hard and does a lot. So why not take this part of me that works really hard and does a lot and give it a different job? So that was super interesting. And I have a hard time letting go of the backpack. So I just thought, well, if you want to keep the backpack, that's fine, but we're going to fill it with different things. So instead of things that help you escape in one way or another, um, it needs to be, we need to put things in that backpack that serve us better. And because I didn't know what the heck to put in the backpack, like we can carry the backpack and it can be empty and we can slowly put things. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be right now and it can change. And so I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, you can remove things as you go and put them, you know, it's yep. like if you've been, if you go traveling. Yep. So it was interesting that I was like, oh, so I just hired a VA and myself and I, now I have multiple personality. How cool is that? So it was a little weird to follow it. Um, I, because I felt my resistance and I told the butterfly, thank you. And the butterfly told me that, and I said, you're beautiful. And she said, I'm always here because I'm just you. And I was worried about being in the maze and being lost and not being able to get out. And she said, you already know the way because I'm you. So that was, and I was like, what? Okay. So I have a fear of getting lost in that maze. When you were telling me to follow her and go in, I was instantly thinking, but how am I going to get out? But that's why I didn't give you any direction of to go right and left. And I said, follow her. Right. Because that's where the trust comes in. And because the butterfly hits you, which normally I have to tell people, because they're like, oh my God, I love the butterfly. I'm like, that's you. <laughs> you came to that conclusion because you asked the butterfly, but that's your trust within yourself. It's the trust to you. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust your intuition when you get that messages. Yeah, and she was beautiful. And then when she what color was it? Well, there was a lot of orange and outline of black, but then there was like this white with gold glitter too. So it was really interesting. And I like circles apparently, or patterns that make sense in my mind. I don't know how else to say it. It was, at first it looked the most like a monarch butterfly, the traditional orange and black, but I knew that that wasn't right. So as you were telling me to follow her, I saw 
what she looked like as the light played and I was following her and I got different glimpses. So there was a, I liked the gold and gold's not a color usually I relate to in myself. Orange probably. Color completion. Um, so did, did it change t uh, color when you went out or when no. you were talking to her? When I was, no, that's not when it, well, mostly it was when I was following her and through the gate and through the maze. And then when she sat there, it was like, I got to see her. And mm. I didn't, I don't feel like while she was flying, I could get a really great idea. I had an idea of color, orange first, and then some black. And then, um, then when the, when I was watching her fly, I saw the light. You know, you see glimpses because they're, fa they're fast. They are not, she wasn't still. So when we found the fountain, which was awesome, um, and she sat and stayed still, then I was like, oh, that's what I was missing, that, that white with the gold, and that's what was reflecting. So, um, yeah, that was, so I just felt like I couldn't quite see her until she stayed still. Mm. That probably means something. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel now? Uh, well, that made me really happy. So I like feeling really happy and it made me feel a little bit more at peace. Mm. Um, and I was surprised when she said um, that she was me because she was more beautiful than I thought. I mean, if you had asked me, it wouldn't have been that beautiful. Yeah, but that's normal. We never, well, that's, that's our self-critic that tells us that we're not good enough, we're not beautiful enough and all that. Right. Course, yeah, which it's normal. It's something that you need to work on because of course, having been in the situation you've been, there is a lot of uh, critic coming from the outside and from the inside. So it's self-judgment. It's, it's always there. Okay. In everybody, and then some have it more or less, depending on their situation, but it's just very common for everyone. It was really fun to do that. <laughs> I am, yeah, um, I thought of leaving you five minutes there since you didn't want to be by yourself. <laughs> I thought, well, <laughs> this is going to be a good way for her. But, you know, this is just like a very small exercise to show you that you can. You don't need any guidance. You don't need anything. It just really trusting yourself that you can connect and that receive the right answers. Um, and then that you can follow, but it literally, it's this, what you told me, it's about you trusting yourself that what's coming and what's the messages that you're receiving are the right one for you at this point in time. And it's okay to follow them. Okay. That's, I mean, I think, I don't know how much resistance, like you said, um, self-judgment we all have it it's something that's a constant it's not a one and done you don't get to a destination and be like great there's never going to be self-judgment anymore the trusting what's coming is something i've tried really that's a struggle for me because yeah but survival i i do that pretty well <laughs> i could go back to that okay but now that like you have realized that you need to you have unpacked the bag and now your bag is empty what are the things that you think you can do to actually start reframing your story and start changing the way you feel about yourself and what's coming? Because you're never going to know what's coming. You can even know, like even just doing this session and know that that feels safe because you can decide what to do with it. And if you didn't like any of the things that were happening, you could just shut it off and be like, sorry, just can't do it. Nothing was really going to happen but you can't really know what's going to happen in a minute or two, let alone in longer time, right? So how can you find yourself in a position to feel comfortable enough without knowing what's, gone, what's coming? I think as when I thought about hiring a VA, so in that 
personality being a VA, I would want a cheerleader, someone to remind me like, no, we got this. We're going to do this. We have the tools. We can. So um, it's that person, a VA to me is the person you hire to do the things you can do, but take time and effort and you, you want to unload them onto somebody else. So when I think about being uncomfortable and unloading that onto someone else, well, that's great because I don't have to feel that way. That person will take that load and be the cheerleader. And so in my mind, that's what that looks like. I know that that can change. The skills are, um, or, or just reminding, oh, no, wait, you know, this needs to, a VA will remind you that things need to get done or get them done for you. And so in this instance, when it's emotional, um, no, we've already been through this. Like, you know, you can be uncomfortable and it's going to be fine. We just need, we can just push forward through this. So it's that whole thing. It's someone who's doing things for me that are, that I don't always want to do. It's not really someone doing things for you, but it's uh, someone helping you to, to go through your own journey and cheering you up whenever you need something. Uh, and, and you can call up on yourself, you know, you can go into this five, 10 minutes and call up on the butterfly that you saw and be like, what am I supposed to do here? I feel really uncomfortable in this situation, but I know this means something for me. What does this mean? Because you're, and the thing is that like, you, it's amazing that this is what came up for you with the butterfly because it, it's a conversation that I have oftentimes, especially when people, and it's not just with women, because uh, I had this conversation with men, because sometimes I do have men coming anyway to want to work with me. But when you've done something that either something really bad has happened to you or you have done something really bad that makes you still feel guilty. Like I had this uh, guy that had cheated on his first wife. So then that led him to divorce. Now he's married with a new, and there was something stuck in him and his business because he kept on saying, I don't want to be the person before I want to remove that guy. And I said, but that guy has, a bit of good within, which is what you need, because that guy has the enthusiasm, has the curiosity, as also remember what was good about that guy and take that part and bring it back to you. Because right now, in order to stay in the box that you had decided you wanted to be on to avoid getting out of line and do something bad again, you are removing the the best part of yourself because you're too afraid so in this case it's really about what is this fear telling me what is this discomfort telling me why are you here what do i need to understand here your fear is there for a reason sometimes it's because it really it needs to be acknowledged and be like okay this is fear but it's really more excitement because i am about to go into something new that i've never done before and so i have the butterfly in my stomach like you know people say the first time i went on stage oh my god i was behind the scene and i wanted to run away but then i went on there and everything happened and blah 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 it, i i just think about singers like i always have um, stage fright and i'm like how like you sing every night it's not something we don't have, it's just normal, but it's really discerning which kind of fear is that there for a reason because it's the fear, it's there, it's your intuition. It's your intuition telling you, hey, uh, slow down because there is like a roundabout and a car is about to come. So you have this message from your intuition that tells you, oh, let me slow down even if I'm not seeing anyone coming from the opposite direction, you slow down and you see the car coming, and if you didn't, you would have crashed into the car. It's that kind of situation. It's really discerning when it's a feeling that you need to have, or it's like something from the past is like, okay, no, well, this is no, no longer me, so you can go back, I'm fine, and this is actually excitement. So yeah, I'm afraid because it's something new, mm -hmm. but this time I'm not gonna let you tell me that something bad is about to happen because I'm about to be on stage and speak in front of this many women and this is what I'm here to do. 
So it's just a conversation in your head that has to, you need to acknowledge what's going on so then you know how to play it. I, I you know what, I, I did that. I had a, um, I have had a coach and she told me she wanted me to start a second podcast. <laughs> my first, yeah, <laughs> my first reaction was like, are you kidding me? And then I realized she wanted me to do it solo episodes. And I speak on stage, but it's very specific. And I didn't want to because I was afraid. And then I thought, well, what's that like? Like, what have I done in the past? It's similar to that. And I realized what I had done. And then I did this whole exercise around how to start a podcast that made it so that I created a freebie for my podcast page. I mean, like it was this whole, it became this whole other thing. And then I got excited about it. So I know it's possible to do that because of that situation. So I thought, wow, because she said that I've created this massive freebie of how to start a podcast because I had to go through the process of relearning how it's been three years and because I related it to something else I had done that did not make me uncomfortable I was able to wrap my mind around the possibility of creating a second podcast yeah. okay so that's a great example of how I've done that already without realizing it but I know I can do it in a lot more areas when things come up you just need to keep at it and go through the discomfort because that's only there to, to help you understand where to go. And the resistance as well. Like we are all resistant in some way or another. You might want to work in an area of your life and decide that the other area doesn't need to be looked at because you don't need it, but that's not true. But things come as you go, as you start working on yourself, then at some point there's going to be something happening in the other area of your life that you can't not look at you have to so don't don't worry about it just go through whatever is happening and uh, you know it's a step-by-step -step, uh situation we can't unpack everything and be like okay done i wish it was that simple <laughs> it isn't so you can only go day by day okay but i love that idea um i don't have stage fright but i understand it that's a great analogy of um how to push through something uncomfortable. I mean, I can definitely relate to that example. So that I loved. Can you tell me more? You said you put in my birthday and all my information and I'm very intuitive and I have colors. Yes. So your main colors are magenta, indigo, and yellow. And yellow is you have, you need to expand your awareness uh, of your inner self. And this is like, this is our, this is related to uh, your date, your, the day that you were born, number 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number three is related to the color yellow. And those are the quality that you have at, at your disposal right now. So that's why I also said that to you at the beginning. You do have this awareness of who you are and what's your power. But you need to work through this and you need to help yourself to harness this because you, get, you tend to get too much into analyzing mode, which is why you're stuck into your head. And instead of going into your feelings, because that's where, because, because you have indigo as your month, um, this is what you need to work on. This is your main thing because... Indigo is the color of the um, um, of intuition, uh, the third eye. So this is something that you have within you, but because you are too afraid to go and and feel your emotions, because maybe they are still related to old pains and old struggles, that's your you are interfering with your power because. You, you decide to analyze because it makes much more sense for you and it doesn't cause you pain because it doesn't take you back. But in order to move forward, you, you have to do this. And so it's that removing, you know, like it's exactly what happened to you in the meditation. You know, the feeling, the bad feeling that you have in your backpack doesn't have to be removed. It only needs to be transformed. So then you can connect to yourself more and then we can move forward because that's like 
this is your power. You just have it within you. And magenta is the, you know, uh, self-love and, uh, and compassion and uh, this big heart that you have. So, you know, and I mean, your life shows uh, you have 18 kids and you want to, and you do know those many things. So clearly those are your powers. You have them there. So use them. And if it helps, what I normally say is like, use those colors wear those colors, eat those colors, use them in your, in your home and feel them, you know, um, look at something yellow and start understanding what's happening in your body, what is happening in your body when you look at the color yellow, do a meditation uh, about the color yellow, about which normally it's going to be about the, you know, uh, the personal power, the third chakra. So it's, um, it, it, you are related to all of those colors. So the colors are yellow is the third uh, chakra, which is the personal power. And uh, magenta is related to the heart chakra and, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, indigo is the intuition. So you are connected, but you need to allow yourself to be because you, you tend to interfere to yourself. So you said that at the beginning, sometimes I'm, I'm my worst enemy. Mm. And so it's just a matter of just feel, just feel whatever you need to feel. It's no longer who you are. It's the old gen. So acknowledge her and say thank you to her and then let her go and then you start to transform the emotions that come up i'm surprised about yellow that's probably you're probably not surprised but i'm surprised but that i yeah i'm there's it's interesting how certain colors i don't feel aware of my daughter who's 10 is always like what's your favorite color and um i don't think i see green and yellow like i know it's there what do you mean I don't see green and yellow? Of them, of green and yellow. Like if, if we're in a room and there's a whole bunch of colors and you tell me to pick them out and you're like, oh, well, I saw green and yellow right away. I would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that they were there. So, um, yeah, that's, I, I think things stand out to one person that don't stand out to another. And what does not stand out to me is green and yellow, but yellow is interesting. So, but look at my pen. <laughs> um, but yeah. Right. So yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And with intuition, how is my birthday and that numerology, is there a certain way that I'm intuitive? Oh, you, you know how like intuition is very different there. It's like you are more uh, keen to be connected to yourself if you allow yourself to be that way. Because there are a lot of people depending on uh, the, how they are. Like I am naturally intuitive, but then if you go see my colors and my date of birth and I'm a cancer sign. So there are a lot of things like I'm very emotional, but you know, I have a vision, I see things uh, and you know, it just really, but I know how working through my intuition after I realized that it, that was my superpower. I, I now see how much more intuitive and how much more, uh, how my perception has gone through the roof on a lot of things that before to me was like you with the car like what <laughs> you know <laughs> until until i had my uh, my wake up call like i was a little bit like yeah intuition yes yeah i feel like i i had a, i didn't even know it was a thing like yeah all women are are intuitive you know that was the thing like and then it's that kind of conversation like number no like i don't feel what you feel i don't see what you see but you need to talk to other people and to understand that there is something. So I don't know how intuitive and in, in which way it works for you. It's something that you need to discover for yourself. And once you do, and uh, then, you know, then, you know, that's like, I know that I, I feel it in my gut. Like, uh, okay. I feel it 
it's a feeling for me or it's a vision. Got it. So like I, like I talk to someone and I have a vision of things and then I start to talk about it. Like, well, how do you know? What, do you, what are you talking about? And then they come back to me and they're like, you know that thing that you told me a few months ago just happened? I'm like, I know. Oh my gosh. Does that happen a lot with you? It depends on the people. Uh, it depends. Uh, but I don't even choose. It just happens. Yeah. So I know now this is a thing. Uh, and I know now that I can trust myself. Like I feel the energy of other people. So I can tell you straight away, I feel that person's mad at me for something and I'm not sure what. Uh, it, but I, it's not something that I had an idea. I, I knew I'm, I felt maybe a migraine at the time and now I know what's happening. So now I don't feel the migraine, migraine anymore. Mm. I just know that after I talk to that person, I feel drained and I know that person has. So there is like, I've learned to understand how my body talks to me. Yep. So now I know exactly. And instead of coming into a room and coming close to you, when I feel there is a resistance between you and me, I'll just walk away and be like, Hey, hi. Yeah. I'm going to go and get a drink. Yeah. And I will avoid you for the rest of the night because I feel your energy and I know it's not matching mine. Ah. And if I come closer to you, I know I will feel drained. I know I won't feel good. It's nothing against you. It's just the way our uh, energy field plays with each other. So, it, but I had to learn because I used to go out and, uh, and then go to places or e events and feel very drained. I had no idea why. And I had to learn that, you know, there is an energetic <laughs> movement uh, going on. And uh, now I know how my body plays. So I'm like this, like, oh, okay. Right. And I know what to do. So you need to do the same. And once you know it, then it's just easier. Uh, just listening to you brought up so many examples of that in my own life where I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like we all have it. It's all there, but we have to recognize it. And I either, I either don't recognize it or I do, but I don't do anything about it. And so that well, like the, the first thing to do maybe is easier if you feel something and you're not sure because you're starting out and just write it down somewhere. And, you know, I went to this party when I started or I don't know, I met this person. The first feeling that I had was this. And then, right, you know, so then you can start to compare and be like, oh, you see this happened the other time and actually i was right i felt i felt what actually happened or this turned out to be right mm -hmm. so then you have a way you know to just start to play with it without the attachment to the outcome of being right or wrong just play and really tune into your body and listen you know just stay there stand still and your body is going to talk to you in terms of feeling a pain in your body, uh, something like that, and then journal about it. Okay. Mara, thank you so much. This was really, this was great. So everybody will be able to get in touch with you and do their own clarity session, which is a little different than what we did today, but yes. talk to you and I still, I, I get to hear your accent. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being here. I really, thank you so much.